This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. The instruction is to pray that we will believe it. To pray that we will believe it. That's the, so that's the message. The message is to pray that we will believe it. I don't know, is it a message enough? I mean, that's all, that's all that I have to say. It's like, that's the message. John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus said, I, Jesus, I am the light of the world. I, Jesus, I am the light of the world. He, whoever is that he, that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. You know, in all honesty, I said, ah, what is there to pray about? What is there to understand? It's clear. But one of the things I have learned is to just obey simple instructions. Instructions are very difficult, especially when they don't sit on your line. In other words, when they don't align with what you wish for. Do you get it? I mean, how can I wake up so early in the morning, come and come and tell you that this is the message? I'm sure even as you are reading, it's about, ah, this one, we know it. Do you get it? The truth is, you know it, but is it reflective in your life? So until, until the thing is reflecting, you don't know it. Do you get it? Until it is reflecting in your life. That there's no darkness in my life. I can confidently say that there's no dark. Because the only confidence you can have to say that there's no darkness in your life is when you can confidently say, I have been following Jesus. But if you, are, if you can't confidently say, I have been following Jesus since I met him, you cannot say there's no darkness in your life. Because this is the only place where Jesus says, he that followeth me shall not, you see, the word shall, when it is used in English, it means 100%. Whatever is being said, shall. Whatever the shall is being used for, it's like that is what will happen. May, when the word may 
is used is a probability. It doesn't guarantee that it will happen. When the word could, it means that the capacity to do it is there. But it doesn't mean it will be done. Do you get it? This is my, the little English that I, I have in my pocket. English is not my thing. Do you get it? But so, so what it is is that I realize that, it, it, you see, the greatest mistake I can make is to assume that, oh, I know the thing. Are you with me? Is to assume that I know it. Oh, but Lord, give me something nice to tell them. People have come early in the morning. Is that what you want me to go and tell them? Say, yes. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light. So I would want us to pray about it for the Spirit of God to reveal to us what actually it means and to see whether we are actually implementing it. The same similar thing is said in John 12, 46, where the Bible says, I am come a light into the world. I am come a light into the world. I am come a light into the world. So what is Jesus talking about? What is light? We have sunlight. You have sunlight, but you don't have the light of life. And I think the greatest mistake that we make or the greatest danger that happens to us is when we have been in a thing for a long time. You see, when you have been in a thing for a long time, it gives you the deception that you know everything. But you see, you can be in a thing without you knowing. You may not know even 80% of the thing. What you know is actually, you don't know anything. You can be in a thing and not know anything. But that deception is so strong. And for people that have been Christians for a long time, they, I mean, we are prone to this problem. The problem of feeling that I know everything. Say that when the thing is being said, it doesn't even, you see, it's not a revelation enough for you to even think about. But if, you, if we look at our lives carefully, you will find out that there are many dark areas in our lives. There are many things in our lives that we don't know how it's going to turn out. There are many things in our lives that we don't know how it's going to turn out. We are wishing for the best. But we can't confidently say that it will be the best. And Jesus said, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of So I want us to pray to examine through the help of the Holy Spirit, whether we can confidently say that we are true followers of Jesus. 
Because when you read the Bible, there were many people that were not against Jesus. There were many people that were not against Jesus. They were happy to have him around and everything, but they are not described as followers. I hope you understand what I'm saying. They, they were not against Jesus. They were not against him. You see, there were those who were very against him, like they were anti-Jesus. Whatever he said, whatever he did, whether miracles, obvious miracles and things, they still didn't, it's like, look, this guy. You see, when, when somebody says that, oh, we can't deny the miracle. But what we know is that he's doing it by an evil spirit. So it's almost like, the, you see, the miracle is so evident. It's so undeniable. It's, like it's a struggle to say it didn't happen. Because the thing is there. It's there. Do, do you get it? The thing, there are some places where it's almost like they can, you can argue up to a point, but sometimes some of the argument, is, it, just, it doesn't work. Like the case of Lazarus. I mean, he died. Everybody knew he was dead. The people knew. Because, you see, if he had come just when he had just died, they said, no, he was not really dead. He was unconscious. But this one, they've done their funeral for three days, or actually, is it four days or four days? They've done their funeral for four days. I mean, from burial, four days. And then he comes to call him out of the grave. And they saw it that the guy was coming out of the grave. With whatever they did to him, he just, he, you see, he didn't come out having removed everything to say, oh, maybe. It's a replacement. No, no, no. He came out with just the way. Uh -huh. So how do you deny it? So they couldn't deny it. And, and yet, yet they refused to believe him. So there was those who were anti-Jesus. It's like, look, do whatever you want to do. We say you are not the Messiah and we will never agree. Do you get it? And then, and to the point that they said, listen, this thing, this Lazarus thing is causing us a problem. Don't you see that? Because of this Lazarus, people are believing him and they are following him. Let us kill, let's organize and kill Lazarus. Because otherwise we'll, we will we'll lose the fight. So it's almost like they were fighting in the name of you are a liar. You are not the Messiah. But they were not willing to examine the evidence. They have decided that you are, you are not the Messiah and you will never be the Messiah. So those people were there. Now those people, it is clear that they are in darkness and they also know that we are not your followers and we will never be your followers. The problem, and then there are also those who dedicated themselves to follow him. Where even the preaching was not nice. But it's like, listen, we are here. 
The preaching you are preaching, we don't understand it. You will eat your flesh, we will drink your blood. Ah, since when did we become lions and cheaters? But, but anyway, that's not a, that's not a problem. We, we are here. We are still in church. We will be here with you. And they asked, Jesus asked them, would you also go? I said, to where? You have the words of eternal life. So we have nowhere to go. Even though we don't understand what you are preaching, and even though we, are, we really, really wouldn't want to be drinking your blood and eating your flesh, we still want to follow you. Those ones are clear. In other words, problem or no problem, we are your followers. The problem comes with the middle group that admire Jesus, don't disagree with him, but don't really follow him. In that, we are with you. When, when you are preaching, when you are around, and we have time, we will come. But our daily lives is not guided by you. This is where most of us Christians are. This is where we are. And you see, it is hard. It is hard to believe that you wake up in the morning, on Sunday morning, on summer Sunday morning, when you should be doing some other things and go to church at 10 or 11 for one hour. You wake up in the morning and be here by seven. And be told that you are not following Jesus. It, it, I mean, it, it, it's an argument. It's a serious argument. You, you don't think so? How, how do you convince yourself that Jesus is not my daily guide. When you came at seven on Sunday morning. You see, that's the difficulty of the message that I have to preach to you. That's the difficulty. That when the Lord told me, Lord, what should I preach? I'm the light of life. I said, ah, Lord, they know this. How can I go and tell a people that will come to I mean, because all of you, you are not new people. I mean, some of you have been Christians as, as old, as long as my age. Do you, do you get it? I mean, if, if Christianity was bad, you have grandchildren. Do you get it? So, so the question is, but the question is, if you ask yourself carefully, and this is a question you should ask yourself. This is a question I must ask myself. Is Jesus my daily guide? And you see, what I'm sharing with you includes me. Because the group of people that are deceived seriously are preachers. You see, the fact that you share food doesn't mean you eat food. The fact that you share food does not mean you eat food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that you work with food doesn't mean you eat food. And that's the problem of us who preach. That's one of the major deceptions that a preacher has. Are you with me? 
So if a preacher, the one who shares the message, the one who is the messenger, are you with me? Can find himself in that situation whereby you deliver the message, but your life is not guided by the message. Then how much more are you the recipient of the message? So I want us to really prayerfully consider this. We are in a season where we are praying. Are you with me? And I want you to spend time to ask yourself, just engage the Holy Spirit. That what do you think of this scripture in relation to me, not in relation to the church? What do you, Holy Spirit, tell me what you think of me in relation to the scripture? Would you say I am a follower of Jesus? That Jesus is my daily guide? Because you see, there were people who dedicated their lives to follow him. And they followed him wherever he went. Even in Revelations, in Revelations, there is a portion of scripture that says, these are they that followed the lamp wherever he went. Can, can you look for that scripture? They followed the lamp wherever he went. These are they that followed the lamp wherever he went. Which means that there are those who follow the lamp to some places and there are those and, and do, but don't follow him to other places. And you will find out that most of us Christians, most of us Christians, in our lives of following Jesus, if we are to follow, we follow him occasionally. But you see, the blessing of the absence of darkness is following him continually. Following him wherever he's leading you. Today I'm not preaching for long. This is a message. I mean, I, I, it's a very funny message. Are, are you with me? It's, it's, a very, it's a very short message. But you see, the, the quality of a message is not in its length. And you see, one of the things that the Lord has rebuked me a lot is that don't pride yourself in your teaching ability. Don't pride yourself in it. Because it is when you pride yourself in your teaching ability. Do you get it? That makes you want to, to that, that makes you feel that this is not a good message enough or that is not, this is better. Because you see, like this one, it, there's not much points to teach on to explain for the people. No. It's like, teach them to follow me. Teach them to really understand what I said here, what it means. That he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Hallelujah. Yeah. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Then speak Jesus. Where, where is that verse? It's, a, it's Revelations. These are they which were, which had not, were not defiled with women. Ish. It's become a problem. So it can't be us. 
Unless the women are figurative. For they are virgins. These are they which follow the lamb wheresoever he goeth. You see, so even in, in, in heaven, there is a distinction in the following. Are you with me? And, and I don't know whether we can, the first line, I don't think we have defiled ourselves too much, legally and illegally. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruit unto God and to the Lamb. You get it? So, you see, up until now, we feel that we are all following, or everybody is following, but even in heaven, there's a distinction. The, the mark of them is that they followed the Lamb wherever, wheresoever he went. which follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth. Hallelujah. Is Revelation chapter what? Okay. Ish. So it's not as, it's, it's a short message, but it's not as short as I thought. Because there, there are issues in it. There are a lot of issues. Are you with me? So, so listen, we need to pray for God to help us. You know, everything you need to know, there is a stage in your life, either here on earth or hereafter, you know everything. Problem, problem is that there are times when you know what you need to know it will be helpful because you can apply it. And there are times when you get to know what you need to know, they are not helpful because it's unapplicable. An example is the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. You see, the rich man got to know what he needed to know. But for his life, it was not helpful. It was very too late. You see, what he knew and the instruction, you see, he was calling and talking to Abraham not to do other things or to change his position or maybe try to negotiate for him or whatever it is. He was no longer concerned about himself. He was selfless. At that point, the knowledge that came to him made him selfless and became very concerned about his brothers. Now, if this knowledge had come to him when he was alive, in the form of a dream or in the form of a vision, it would have been profitable to him. Do you get it? So, you see, prayer, prayer should our one of our primary concern when it comes to prayer is for us to know what we need to know when we can use it. Because as for as for knowing what you need to know, she will know it. 
Oh, you know it. I mean, there are things I know now that I can't use because I've passed that stage. I mean, for example, choosing a wife. Like choosing a woman for a wife. I just happen to have chosen somebody that by the grace of God is like I chose blindly, but I chose correctly. Do you get it? I chose blindly, but I chose correctly. It's not like I chose, I knew what I was choosing. No, no, no. And that's the funny thing about life, that when you are at the stage when you need to make serious decisions for your life, you have very little knowledge. You have very little knowledge. So this is where the grace of God comes in. That's where the help of God comes in. You are blind, yet you are made to do it as if you knew what you were doing. Because one of the things I've learned, especially in choosing a partner, is that you don't choose a person based on anything apart from their character. You didn't understand what I said? When you want to choose a person to marry, especially marriage, because of the way it is, you don't choose a person based on anything apart from their character. In other words, what you should use to choose a woman or a man is the character of the person. I'm telling you. You don't believe it, but I'm telling you. Come again. Because it's, well, that's what you are going to stay with. That's what you are going to stay with. That's what is going to determine whether you will be a good husband or a bad husband. Or a good wife or a bad wife. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The character of the person is what is going to determine whether you, are a good, you will be a good husband or a bad wife. Whether the person will bring out the good out of you or the evil out of you. Because remember, all of us have good and evil in us. It depends on who we meet. When you see somebody's marriage breaking down, don't laugh before you discover you laugh at the wrong side of your mouth. It's just that the person has met somebody who is bringing out the evil in them. You meet somebody and they bring the best out of you. They bring the best out of you because of the way they are. They don't do things that provokes the evil in you to surface. And anything that is not exercised for a long time, it becomes smaller. It loses its power. I hope you understand it. I mean, this one, I've learned it over the years. As I've been pastoring, marriage counseling, thinking, analyzing and things. But at the time that I was choosing my wife, I mean, I just saw a very nice person. I suspect that if she wasn't of a certain figure, I might not have chosen. No, I don't know it for a fact, but I suspect. Do you get it? But what struck me was 
the niceness of the person, and I interacted with the person for just five minutes or ten minutes, the niceness of the person, it just struck me. But as I continued to relate with her over the years, I realized that what I saw is what is actually there. Are you with me? I could have been wrong. But as I saw, and whatever, and sometimes also, you see, there are so many things that because of what God wants to do with you, he makes you like the thing. Because so you think you are liking it, but you are being made to like it. Because God has an agenda for your life. And it depends on also who has prayed over you. Because you don't know what your, your mother's prayers are. You don't know what your father's prayers are. You don't know who has prayed concerning your life. So all those things interrelate. Because so you do certain things because maybe somebody's prayer is being answered. Not because you are, you are, you are thinking. But like now, now, if you ask me, I can analyze a person and say, no, I can't marry this one. I can marry this one. This one, like, I can analyze it. I know I understand temperaments. I understand all those things. Of course, what I may not know is the grace of God that is upon the person. But in terms of what I can analyze and what I can, I mean, assess. Oh, no, I can tell you this one. The way you are, if you marry this one, you divorce. Unless you change, you divorce. I was talking to somebody to marry a person. I said, the way you are, there are going to be certain mistakes in your life. And it is only a person like this that would, would be a good wife for you at that time. <laughs> you can believe it or not believe it and you grow to discover it. I said, the way you are, there are going to be certain problems in your life. This person may not be wowing you now but may be the best wife you have in that season of your life especially in ministry do you know that there are issues that people have encountered in marriage that you will never smell it even if you are close to them. Because the spouses manage it as if nothing has happened. And the person is able to recover and to move on. And there are some issues. The issues are no issues at all. But the one who is in the thing, the way they are blowing it up is the only reason why things spot. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. There are things in, I'll not say it. So, so listen, I'm saying to us, what I'm saying is that there are things that we will know at one stage of our lives. But we are praying to know what we need to know when we need to know them. 
Do you get it? We are praying to know what we need to know when we need to know them. And the example I'm giving is the example of the rich man. He got to know what he was being told by the prophets. He got to know it not because the prophet said it, but he got to know it for himself. But it was too late for him. And the knowledge that he had, it couldn't even benefit his brothers. The knowledge of the reality of hell was not beneficial to him, neither was it beneficial to his brothers. And so when Jesus says, I am the light of life, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. We need to pray deeply to engage the Holy Spirit to first of all tell us our following, which class we belong. Because you see, the following has different classes. And we saw in Revelations how that some people were described as following wherever, whithersoever he went. It says, which followeth the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. Whithersoever, wherever he went, they followed him. Wherever he went, they were. It means that, you see, for, for that to be used as a description of a group, it means that not everybody did it. And not everybody does it. I, I don't know if you understand my thinking. Because, you see, if we don't, you'll be sitting here, you'll be sitting in church, you'll be having a Bible, and you'll be calling the name of Jesus. But you will get to heaven and you'll be told that all this area of your life was dark. You did it in darkness and look at the works of darkness that you have done. I hope you're understanding it. That's, that's the prayer. That's, that's the prayer. That is the prayer. It's not a message that will excite you. But it's, it's, it's a message that gets you to be the right place so that you have no regret in your life. And you see, I'm realizing, I'm realizing as each day of my life passes that whatever it will, it will appear to cost us to follow Jesus well. Do you get it? To follow Jesus well. That is the same cost even if we don't follow him. Let me say it again. You see, to follow Jesus, let's say the cost is a thousand rands. But you see, it's guaranteed that you will have certain profits because you followed him, because he's God. Now, not to follow him because of the cost and to choose another way to follow, you would discover that the cost of the road you chose is also a thousand rands. Mm. 
but a prophet. The road you choose would always have a far lower profit if there's anything than following Jesus. So it's like the cost which is deciding or which is dictating your decision is not different after all. That's what I'm realizing. That's what I'm learning. That is what I'm learning. That it's not like it's cheaper not to follow Jesus. In fact, in terms of cost and profit, it's more expensive not to follow him. Because you pay the same price. You pay the same price not to follow him, but you get nothing. Or even if you get something. You see, for example, the, the, let me put it this way. The road or the following of Jesus, the road that Jesus leads you is more productive, is more fruitful, is more fertile than any other road. So, for example, if you are able to choose another road and you make a profit of 100, if you are chosen the Jesus road, you make a profit of 1,000. That's, that's what I want you to understand. That, that's what, and you will realize it. You believe, you see, some of these things say, eh? when, you see, in my language, they say you will grow and come and meet. It's literally translated. It's almost like you will grow and you will see. Whatever you are being told, you will just grow and you will see. And that's what I'm realizing. That as I'm growing, everything that is being said, which I would have disagreed with it 30 years ago, I'm agreeing with it fully. Because I can see, I can see it now for myself. How are we understanding it? Yeah. So listen, I want us to really spend time and this is the way to pray. To talk to the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says, the Holy Spirit, he shall guide you into all truth. He shall guide you. Paul prayed that he would open the eyes of our understanding. Do you get it? Opening the eyes, all these things. So when we are praying, spend time. Don't just be shouting, talk to the Holy Spirit like somebody sitting in front of you. Do you get it? Begin to think about the scripture. He that followed me. So, so what does it mean? So why, why, what, why is it that some, some of us, why is it that I'm not following? Am I following? You don't get answers because you don't ask the questions you should ask. Because when you, when you go praying, you discuss with your issues. Lord, I need this. Lord, change this one. Lord, improve this one. So, okay, if that's what you are saying, keep, finish talking. 
But you see, Jesus has come. He came. We don't know the cost of his decision to put on our human form. We have no idea. We have no idea. You will never know. You will never know what it meant for him. You will never know what it meant for him. So he has come and said, I've come a light into the world. He that followeth me. shall not stumble. Yeah. I want us to pray about it for ourselves. Don't, don't, listen, don't pray about church, my church. Just pray you and Jesus. You and Jesus. Because it is when you and Jesus are excellent that Jesus will take you to build the church. Hallelujah. Yeah. Is it when you are very excellent with Jesus, I can't offend you. Because whatever I do, you say, uh, clear off. I'm, I mean, I'm, just, I'm not here because of you. I'm here, I, I, have, I mean, Jesus, I had a conversation. He said, I must come and do something. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless you. We know you hear us when we pray. And especially when we pray according to your will. Your will is for us to follow you. Therefore, we ask that through the help of your spirit, give us clear understanding. Give us a revelation that we may know what it means to follow you, how to follow, and to remove in our lives every form of obstacle, every form of lie, every form of deception, Deception. That makes it difficult for us yes. to follow. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.